From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. Hey, ghosties, we're back. I'm Kelly. I'm your friend, Arlo. I missed you guys. I know. It feels so good to be back. I missed recording and I missed you, Kelly. How the fucking heck are you? I missed you too. (laughs) Um, I've been pretty good. Man, what It, it feels like the past couple months have been a blur. Yeah, agreed. When did Christmas happen? I don't think it did. Right? I think I just skipped over Christmas entirely. Um, I'm brewing some vanilla extract. <laughs> I'm convinced you are slowly turning into like a cottage core goth witch. I think I already am. I was going to say, is that true? I, I feel like <laughs> at any moment I could walk into a swamp and just kind of live there. Create, <laughs> little swamp witch. Create my own house. So. <laughs> I love you. That's great. It's great stuff. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You're such a good friend. I know. (laughs) Sorry. Now we've talked about me. I'm not full of myself at all. Let's talk about me now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about you. I was just about to say, we (laughs) talked about me a lot. So what have you been up to? Oh, so much. But I just want to say that like in our last episode, I talked about myself and I talked over you so much. And I'm sorry. New Arlo is trying really hard to listen and then to like communicate a reaction my bad we talk over each other so i feel like that's we do but yeah. sometimes it's endearing and inviting but me just like powerhousing over you i was just like i was so cringy at myself i was like fuck arlo why did you do that you're fine <laughs> you're fine if i Thank thought you, you were quin quin Quingy. Cringy. I would have said Man, something. I don't want to be quingy. <laughs> I was quingy just right then. Did you hear that? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So let me refer back to my notes about my life because I've got so much going on all the time. I feel like I have to write it down or I'm not going to remember it. I'm a notes guy myself. I mean, I'm jealous. I wish I had written down some notes because I have had a lot of stuff happen to me. Well, how about you just tell us like in our next episode? You can do like all about Kelly. I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys into that? Probably not. No. All the the, like two or three people. (laughs) Like the two people in the back are just like, maybe should not do another episode okay well no forget about you we're doing another i don't think you know even if someone was saying that i wouldn't listen to him (laughs) we haven't this far yeah we're on season three and everyone welcome to season three episode one man we're on season three i know i know i was pregnant whenever we started the uh podcast which had been in the talks for several months previous to that Mm -hmm. but i think both of us knew in our hearts it had to be done um, that's gonna, okay excuse me <laughs> <laughs> let's get it all out there <laughs> all right here we go okay there's so much to unpack uh with what's been going on in my life so i'm going to spare everyone the boring details and i will give you highlights i'm into highlights are you into highlights 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 so some cool stuff's been going on in my life 
My partner and I opened up a resale shop booth at the River City Trading Post in Jinx, Oklahoma. What? Yes! We, okay, so funny story. This is one of those things that literally has never happened to me in my life. We go into the trading post in Jinx, which if you don't know, is very close to Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. It's about like from our house, we live uh, by the river. So it's like pretty easy, simple to get there. So if you're visiting Tulsa, you should go to Jinx. It's really not that far. So we went in one day and we were just looking at stuff. We love to like shop vintage and all that jazz, you know. So we go in and we're cashing out at the register. It was a Saturday. And this woman at the register was like, oh, I like the items that you've picked out. And we're like, oh, thanks. That's cool. You know, and she was like, do you guys have a booth? And I kind of like, I was like, no, we don't. But we are looking to rent a booth. And she's like, huh. She's like, here, write your name down on this piece of paper. And I was like, all right, maybe she'll call us. Maybe she won't. Anyway, she goes, you know what? I think I have a space for you. And it was so kismet, like the stars aligned and we were at the right place at the right time. So that's the story on how we got a booth rental so quick. I guess she just really liked us. And like I said, stars aligned and that was it. So now we have a booth. Uh, we affectionately named it Little Cricket Thrift. Oh. Uh, and there is a story behind that. But like any good family recipe, it's a secret. That is such a cute story. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, We had been talking about wanting to open a booth for some extra cash, you know, side hustle, endeavor, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we really want to buy a house. We want to, like, you know, be adults and stuff. I mean, we are, but, you know, like... Buying a house is like the quintessential adult move that you can make in the game of life. You want to move on to the next step of your life. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So how long has it been open for? Uh, About three weeks. Oh, wow. If you're coming into town or you live in Tulsa or Jinx, uh, you should stop by our booth and take a look. Uh, My partner's dad, he made us a really cute sign. Uh, It's got a cricket on it and it's adorable and we've got it up above. So when you're walking down the aisle, which we are on aisle number 13, if it wasn't meant to be, the aisle 13 is like the biggest, the biggest sign that it was something we had to do, yeah. you know, because it's just lucky number 13, right? So if you want to be a little cottage witch and get your cottage witch decor on, come mm-hmm. see us at River City Trading Post and Jinx. And a nice shout out to Maggie. She, I think she's the owner slash manager. Thank you, Maggie, for giving us this opportunity. Uh, we really appreciate it. That is fucking awesome. Come by and see it. Also, in Arlo's family news. <laughs> Sorry. Our youngest daughter turned one and we had a party for her, obviously, like because one is the go hard party. You uh-huh. know what I mean? You drink a beer, you, you drink whatever, you celebrate that you've survived the year. Uh-huh. You have managed to not kill your spawn it is, for the first year of their life. It's more of a party for yourself than yes. for the kid because the kid's exactly. not going to remember. You're going to get the kid whatever they want. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's one. How She can't ask for anything. Right. She just shows up. She we, we take her, she shows up. She smiles. Yeah. Yeah. She can poop. Uh-huh. She actually says many words now. Oh. <laughs> my elbow. She says stuff like thank you and baba, mama. She can sign stuff. Oh. Um, she says dada a lot. That was her first word, dada. And Aww. you know what? Don't tell my partner that I'm admitting this on the air because he'd be like, ha! Ah! And we don't need that. You know? Like mama's right. Mama's always right. So. Uh-huh. And mama knows best to this age. <laughs> So it sounds like she's a daddy's girl. 
Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I think when I walked through the door after a long, like, 12-hour shift at the hospital, she's like, Mama! Ah! For two seconds. And then she's back to, like, being daddy's little sidekick. It would be fun to do an episode on fairies. You guys, stay tuned. There will be an episode. What if we did one, like, in the summertime? I have so many theories. <laughs> You want and, me to go down the rabbit hole? I'll uh, go down the rabbit hole. Look, okay, I don't know a lot about fairies, but for this specific episode about fairies or fair folk, can I just be the person on this side reacting only? Can we have a party when we do it too? Yes. And we have to dress up as fairies yes. and everyone who comes has to dress up as a fairy. I'm just saying. We do the episode and then we have a fairy party at the end. Yes! Yeah. Sounds fun. Sounds popping. We could even do a little little yeah. thing. Yeah. Are you into that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, we can wear flower crowns and <gasps> what they used to call them daisy chains, but uh I've heard that that's like the sex term to call them daisy oh. chains. I don't know. Just ignore that. Come through Google. We need you right now. <laughs> daisy chain is a term for a financial scam conducted what? by a group of investors <laughs> okay. in the public equities market or in oh real estate. God. And it is all <laughs> It's also what, Kelly? It's also a group sexual activity in which the participants yeah, we're serve not doing that. As, as active and passive partners to different people simultaneously. No, we're not having, we're not, no. I take back what I said. We're not having a daisy chain party. It's not happening. Flower crowns. F- flower power. Flower crowns. Yes. That's what they're called. They're called flower crowns. Right. <laughs> That's what they've always been called. <laughs> No daisy chains oh, here. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's rope it in. We always have some weird sexual note to every episode that we do. You know, and I, I saw that look on your face. We gotta. <laughs> We're humans, okay? Uh-huh. We are sexual creatures, and we are in our primes, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I would like also to note... A thank you to my husband, <laughs> because he got me this really cute Mothman plushie. It's and, adorable. And, and we all know how obsessed you are with the Mothman and how you want to date him and stuff. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And <laughs> this this little Mothman plushie, his little wings go over his face, and they hold together like a magnet, so he's shy. And he has little feet. He needs little claws. You guys can't see this, but uh, y'all, this thing is really cute. We'll post it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll post a link to it if you guys uh, want to check it out. Who is ready? Oh, who wants to hear some ghost stories? I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Are you pumped? I love ghost stories. Are you pumped, Kelly? I am so pumped. She's pumped and ready to go. Buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. This episode was named by my five-year-old. It's called Ghost Friends. Okay, so I'm going to start because I'm the oldest and the coolest. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love how you did not disagree. You were like just hyping me up. Uh-huh. Very passively hyping me up, and I love it. So this story, it comes from a woman named Joanna. This is a story from my life, and it took place in the early 2000s. I've always been a shy person and wasn't always noticed by men. I was always overlooked for more assertive friends who had no problem being noticed and asked out. It was a really beautiful summer day, and I had been asked to dinner by a man that I met at a party at a friend's house. He seemed really nice, very intellectual, and he worked at a hospital in the psychiatric department as a therapist. 
thought he was very sweet, and instead of having him pick me up at my apartment, I was going to meet him at the restaurant. I got dressed, had my makeup on, and I was about to leave my house when I had a very uneasy feeling, like something was wrong. The feeling didn't go away as I was locking my front door. It was a very dark feeling, and I pushed it to the back of my mind. I thought I was just, you know, nervous about the date. As I was walking up to the street to catch a taxi to the restaurant, it got worse. I felt something tell me that if I was going to go through with my plans for the evening, I would never come home again. This feeling wouldn't go away. And it was as if someone or something was insisting that I should turn back. Not just turn back, but not to call him to cancel or even give him an apology for backing out at the last minute. The further I walked up the street, the more this feeling became more desperate and insistent that I turn back. The same thought kept going through my mind. You will never come home again. You will never see another day ever again. I could almost hear someone telling me this, like a voice that's becoming more and more frantic and trying to make me go home to my apartment. I made it to the corner of the street. I got in the taxi. And I finally had to accept what I was hearing. I asked the driver to just turn around. I apologized to the cab driver and made up an excuse about having left something at home. Thankfully, the driver drove me back home and he was nice about it. As soon as I got into my apartment, I felt instantly safe. I never called this person to tell him that I wasn't going to show up for our date. He called me several times that night, but I never answered. Again, something was telling me to have zero contact with him. A couple of weeks later, my friend and I were talking and the subject of my date came up. My friend told me that I was lucky that I stayed home because the man that was my date was arrested for breaking into my ex-girlfriend's house and beating her to death. (gasps) Oh, his ex-girlfriend's house? Yes, like that night. Oh my gosh. So he was planning on doing something to someone. Yes. This happened the same night that I stood him up for our date. It turned out he was also a person of interest in some other murders of women, as well as sexual assaults that he was possibly involved in. You can imagine my surprise and relief that I listened to whatever was telling me to stay home. Whatever it was, it knew that something bad was going to happen to me if I went. I never told anyone the full story of what happened that day. Not even my friend knows. She only knows that I never went on my date and nothing else. So whatever was telling her to stay home sounded a lot like a ghost friend. I know some people, they believe in guardian angels. I'm not really big on guardian angels, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. But something way bigger than her was like, hell no, girl, turn it around. Turn it around or you're not going to make it home. So he was a possible serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what she's alluding to for sure. Yeah. Do you think it was maybe like some of his murder victims telling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I was reading the story, I was like, oh, it's somebody that he's probably killed. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, man. I have goosebumps. Right? Me too. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily like seeing an apparition ghost story, but it's a totally different type of ghost story. Yeah. In my opinion. But I thought that it was creepy enough to tell everybody because I know I would be terrified. Yeah. And I would also... In that instant, I would definitely in the future, like, trust my instincts. Like, my mama yep. always told me, trust your instincts because they are usually right. It's, see, it's, but it sounds more like it wasn't just her instincts. It was something, it was something trying to protect her. Yeah. I can't imagine what else it would have been. Yeah. Like an ancestor or something. Yeah. Like one of her relatives. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Like a spirit guide or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yep. On to my next story. 
This story comes from someone named Rebecca. Around 13 years old, I was at a friend's house down the street from my house. That night, a surprise party was being thrown for her mom. When it was time for me to go home, my friend and her cousin walked me home. It was far enough to not want to walk home alone at night. So the three of us are walking along, talking, and something catches our eye in the distance. At first, the figure looks like a person doing cartwheels. But as we keep looking, we realize there's really no definition to the body or any defining features. We realize it basically looks like the white figure of the men's restroom sign doing cartwheels. And that was enough for us to book it. The end. Oh, wow. Right? I have one that's kind of similar to that. I am passing on the gauntlet to you. Do you have um, anything else to... No, that's pretty much it. Sorry, I'm kind of a deadbeat okay. co-host. No, you're not. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Kelly. I, I, I'm here. I've... I'm just going to be real honest with you. I have been waiting to hear your stories. I'm ready. This one's called, It Wasn't a Little Girl. I was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in New Mexico. There were about 10 people in our group and another group of six people in the next campsite. It was nighttime and both groups were doing typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks, telling stories when we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area we heard the noises from together. There was a field behind our campsite, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe a hundred feet away Mm -hmm. from us in the field, making the noises. We all agreed that this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and wide as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was that we were seeing started backing off as we got closer, and it disappeared into the trees. All night, we continued to hear a little girl calling out for help as we tried to sleep. No. I was trying to lure them. Sure was. No, no, no. No dog. Mm-mm. Yep. That is a no for me, dog. Yep. That's a solid hell to the na-na-na. I know sometimes, like, bobcats can sound like kids screaming. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds a lot different. Ugh. No. Ugh. I would be reaching for the liquor. For the liquor. Uh-huh. The I would be getting some liquor. more drinks. Yes. <sighs> oh, yep. That was a lot like my story, for uh-huh. sure. You were right. So this one, I haven't read all the way through because I wanted to scare myself with it. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is called The Unrest Stop. I was driving across the country with my mom and my sister when I was 16, and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were all rested, still and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us, with two young men standing outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days, and seen many rest stops at night, and I'd never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside, and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work. They left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us, and the two men had not moved at all. Not an inch. They weren't talking. They weren't on their phones. They were just standing there, still as a stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car. When they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us, while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear... To fucking shit. 
we all saw the same thing. They had dark eyes, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience? We couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map that we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on the stretch of road and only got confused looks. We've traveled on that interstate since, and there is no rest stop. Oh my god. The infamous ghost rest stop. Yeah. I've heard so many stories about, right? and they're all over the United States. Right? Everywhere. Yeah. You know, or like stairs in the forest. Yeah. Kind of like that. Just yep. weird uh, or, manifestations. Or like um, the roadside diner that disappears. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Gas station, diner, stairs, and, all kinds of stuff like that. Yep. Oh, now I have chills. I know. Okay, this one is pretty small. Okay. I haven't read this one either. And all these are from Reddit. Okay. Um, But I'm reading it on TravelChannel.com. Okay. Um, Sounds good. My mother attracted evil is what this is called. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? They always get you with the, like, the fucking title. You're like, uh-huh. God. Okay. Uh-huh. Why does it have to be scary. so creepy? Right? Okay. I'm okay. here for it. Let's do it. After my parents divorced when I was a teenager, I lived with my mother. I experienced lots of paranormal happenings. Several times when I was reading in my bed, the room would start to feel icy. Next, it would feel as if something or somebody that hated me was staring at me. When I got that feeling, I would leave the room and come back in about an hour. Sometimes during the day, I would see a shadow figure sneaking along my bedroom walls. Something in the flat was pretending to be my dog. I went into my room, and I heard a deep growl from underneath my bed. No, my, no, no. my dog wasn't capable of making a noise that deep. It sounded like either a really big dog or a man doing his best dog impersonation. Other times, my dog would whimper and pace in the room next to mine, but wouldn't come when called, as if he was afraid of something in the hallway. Whenever I moved in with my father, all the paranormal activity stopped. That's it. That's weird. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about this before, but like animals see stuff on a different frequency or can experience stuff like that, which is really cool, but sometimes very scary. Mm-hmm. You know, like your dog or your cat just looking at the ceiling. You're like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. creepy. Uh-huh. Or they just stare at a wall for 10 minutes. <laughs> They're probably thinking, how can I bounce off this wall and make it onto the top of the refrigerator? Maybe. That's probably really what they're thinking. And we're just like, ah, they're seeing a ghost. But they're like, actually, no, I'm plotting your death. Uh-huh. God, you hear those stories about uh, pet owners that die and no one finds them for several days. And then the pet has like knot on their hands and their face and uh-huh. shit. No, and, dog. I mean, you can't blame the animal for that, right. though. It's they've, their nature. Yeah, they've been yeah. without food. Um, a lot of times what happens is the animal will, like, lick their um, the owner to try to wake them up. Mm-hmm. And then they'll bite to try to wake them up. And mm-hmm. then they'll draw blood and instinct will kind of kick in. And, and they're like, mm. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, little rover's like, bitch, you owe me. I'm hungry. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, they're just skin and bone, like just skeletons. Well, no, normally it's like bits <laughs> taken out. Not, they don't eat everything. 
Not that I know oh of. man, uh, if I could talk to my cat and uh, know that she was really listening, I'd be like, "Don't eat me, please. Just fight all your uh, natural animal instincts. Don't bite me and eat me, please." I talk to my cat all the time, and I've mm. already told her that if I die and no one finds me for a couple of days and she has no food, she's welcome to have my corpse. It's you fine. know what? That's because you were a dedicated cat mom. <laughs> it's you know what? It just resonates. I do just- everything for my cat. You, you do. Uh-huh. Uh, she's your baby. She is my baby. Both your little uh, cat babies are your baby's cat girls. Mm-hmm. They both respond to baby. So, Have you ever heard this thing where people... Uh, I've met... Okay, so I've met several people in my life that... And this is, this is weird, where they're like, I think all cats are boys and all dogs are girls. You ever <laughs> met people like that? Yeah. Who were like, I just assume all dogs are girls. What? Why? That's weird. Or all dogs are boys and yes. all cats are girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's weird because uh, my partner, when he moved in with me, he had a cat. So I became a cat owner, which is cool. I like cats. Mm-hmm. But I know she's a girl, but I just keep thinking she's a boy. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, that's a boy. But I know <laughs> she's a girl. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Your brain does weird stuff. I think. All the time. I think people will attribute specific stereotypes to Certain animals. Yeah. Um, and then that's also sometimes correlated with gender. Agreed. Like cats, people kind of see them as finicky. People kind of see them yeah. with an attitude. That's the way a lot of people think of women. True. They did name the female genitalia. So. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know? That's true. Sorry out there if anyone's listening. I'm talking about pussy cats. Okay. <laughs> like pussy cat dolls. I'm looking around the room like there are people here. Uh-huh. I, I, what, what? Why? Okay. I feel like a part of me has been missing since we haven't been doing the podcast. Um, me too. But I, I need those. I need that time off, like, for my family and myself. Yes. Uh, and we've been off for, like, several months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm dedicated to coming back and riding this little podcast wave until till it's done. Yeah. Till we can ride it no more. Let's do that. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming back again. Uh, we do really appreciate you for listening. Haven't had a lot of feedback from people. So I guess we're not really sure where we're going, but we know we're going somewhere. Just not sure where. A lot of question marks there. Yeah. So if you guys do want to reach out to us, comment on our podcast. So Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a comment if you like. If you, I mean, if you hate us, just leave us anything. It can be good or bad. You know, at least we have some kind of feedback from you guys out there. Mm-hmm. Tell um, us what you hate, what you like. What you want to hear in the future. Because uh, while we have our format, like what we're doing, I feel like our subjects are always changing. Uh, and I don't know if we do that to reach more people or we just have a, so many interests that they all just come out randomly, like weird. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're just here. It's what we want to do that week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you guys want to reach out. You can message us on Instagram. Yeah. Slide into our DMs, but in a very nice, friendly way. Yeah. No dick uh, pics, please. No dick pics. Uh, cat pics. We will take your cat pics. Yes, we will. Any kind of uh, animal pics. Or just tell us about your life. That'd be mm-hmm. great, too. Um, also, an update on our Patreon. We no longer have a Patreon. Sorry. We had a few people, uh, really cool people that were subscribing, but we just really can't keep we up, can't with, keep up with that. Moment, yeah. We both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Kelly's got uh, cats to look after. I got my own little rug cats to look after. It's just a lot going on, you know? Yep. Too much, too much. Oh, God. So 
Sorry, Patreon's not really on our uh, schedule right now. Yeah. And Eventually, maybe, but yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So email us at crazyxigool at gmail.com or like Kelly said, slide into our DMs. Thank you for listening to us. This has been really fun getting yeah. back into the thing. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. We appreciate you guys and you are loved and cared for. Yep. Love you guys. Love you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Did we nail it? I think we did. Eee! Yes. The music in this podcast is by the band The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.